Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Fallen Dafa Solves Life's Puzzles by a Fallen Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on December 31, 2023. I'm a veteran Fallen Dafa Practitioner who had rather poor enlightenment quality. Every year when the online Fallen Dafa Cultivation Experience Sharing Conference was announced, Because I hadn't cultivated well, I was reluctant to write an article about my cultivation. But after having heard so many of my fellow practitioners' touching stories, I have realized that I should share how my family and I have benefited from DAFA, including my own extraordinary experiences, the preciousness of validating DAFA, and Master's immense compassion. Part 1 Benefiting from DAFA. I was a lively, optimistic child. When I grew up, I realized that my optimism was unrealistic. The reality of life just confused me. I got married and had children, all while living in a daze. As time went by, I became more and more ill mannered, and I was often depressed because I couldn't afford beautiful clothes. I often complained about my life. Because my job was so hard and my family's uncouth behavior upset me. I was filled with dissatisfaction and resentment and was exhausted physically and mentally. As a result, I came down with a number of ailments, such as heart palpitations, chest tightness, anemia, dizziness, and so on. I suffered tremendously. My husband and I. We're fortunate to hear Master Li, the founder of Fallen Dafa, lecture in person in Guangzhou Stadium in 1994. Fallen Dafa banished my unhappiness and made me understand why human beings exist, why a person has to endure hardship and difficulties, why one has to resolve conflicts and resentment with kindness, and how to live my life going forward. As I was listening to Master Lecture, I often broke down in tears and thought to myself, I will cultivate truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. I will cultivate truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. After listening to Master's nine lectures, we left the auditorium and I felt as if my brain had been cleansed. I had no bad thoughts. If a stack of money fell out of someone's pocket, it wouldn't have moved me. I felt so light and comfortable because I'd recovered from all my ailments. After I returned to my hometown, I started to practice Dafa. From then on, I was the most fortunate person in the world, a very healthy and happy person. I was always smiling. My transformation touched everyone in my family. And their mood improved. They also smiled more. My family exuded an air of calm. At that time, we spent our free time studying the Fa and doing the exercises. 
we set up a FAS study group in my home. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night, practitioners in our area came to my home for group FAS study. Then we went out to do the exercises together in the mornings. On the weekends, we went to the busy areas, state-run enterprises, counties, and the countryside to hang free Falun Dafa classes, banners, and put up displays introducing Falun Dafa. My teenage son came with me on the weekends to do the exercises. That period of time was so fulfilling and happy. When someone asked me about the benefits of practicing Falun Dafa, I numbered quite a few tangible ones. Health benefits, harmony in one's family, etc., and a few intangible ones. Expanding one's horizon, elevating one's realm, extraordinary experiences, and so on. The number of practice sites in our city grew from a dozen to more than two dozen. One time, we held an experience-sharing conference in our city. Over 5,000 people in the area attended. Part 2. Validating Dafa Amidst the Persecution On July 20, 1999, the Chinese Communist Party initiated the persecution of Falun Dafa. Six practitioners in our city were arrested on July 19, including my husband, who was also a practitioner. I felt the tremendous pressure and the invisible terror that covered the sky. In the face of my family's fear, I was at a loss, but I kept reminding them, we didn't do anything wrong, don't be afraid. My mother-in-law became sorrowful. She couldn't eat and went all over the place to check on her son's whereabouts. When she came home, she was in low spirits, still holding the same half of the steamed bun in her hand that she'd left with. In order to find his son, my father-in-law went to the police department, where he knelt down in front of the officers to beg them for news. When my mother saw a practitioner talking to me, she was so petrified that she quickly told that practitioner to leave. When my father saw a group of police officers breaking into my home, he was so petrified that he started to tremble. I can't imagine how many seniors nationwide were suffering from fear back then. Out of the four seniors in my family, three of them passed away due to fear. In early August, I wanted to write a public notice. Master inspired me, so I quickly knew what I wanted to say. I stayed up the whole night to write a two-page notice. My niece helped me make copies by hand. She worked through the night until early morning. We rode bicycles to put them up in six bus stations. We wanted people to know the truth about Dafa. This was the very first thing we did to validate Dafa. I truly appreciated Master's protection and empowerment. Later on, as I did similar things, I was arrested multiple times. I was held in a forced labor camp, handcuffed and shackled. I was cruelly beaten and shocked with electric batons, force-fed food and salt, deprived of sleep for days and nights on end, pressured to transform, and guarded by other prisoners who were drug addicts. With Master's benevolent protection 
and my own determination, I made it out. After I was released from prison, another practitioner and I passed by the lake where our former practice site used to be. Thinking about us all doing the exercises there together, I felt a bit sad. We discussed it and decided to put up a banner there to eliminate the evil factors in other dimensions that undermined the site. One morning, we hung a banner a dozen feet long. We'd painted a red background and white characters that read, Fallen Dafa is a righteous fa. Once, as I was passing the municipal police department, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Master's name on a public display board. When I looked closer, I saw that it was a cartoon that slandered Dafa. I was very sad and thought that the evil shouldn't defame Master. In the middle of the night, I took a can of spray paint, rode my bicycle back to the police department, and spray-painted over the cartoons. At that time, there was still some traffic, but I didn't care if anyone saw me. I quickly rode away after I had completed what I decided to do. During those few years, I often went out late at night to give out flyers, put up sticky notes, and hang my small, handmade banners. I always returned home safe and sound. I truly appreciated Master's benevolent protection. Part 3. My Family Benefited My son was frail. He often caught colds and had a fever. He had to be hospitalized almost once a month. When we had long holidays, both my husband and I always ended up in a hospital with him. After we began to practice Dafa, we got busy studying the Fa and doing the exercises. During the holidays, we would go out to spread Dafa. Somehow, my son no longer got sick. One time, my son pulled up his top and asked me, Mom, what's this? I saw two palm-sized patches of red skin on his lower back with a soybean-sized sore in the middle. I was shocked because I'd had the same thing when I was a child. I'd heard that if it encircled the waist, it could be life-threatening. I told my son that for a regular person, ailments are prearranged, but for a cultivator, his master can change his path of life. When my son asked me what to do, I said he should spend half an hour every day studying the fa, and then he should be fine. He asked me to cut it by half, and I agreed. It just so happened that a new practitioner was coming over to watch Master's recorded lectures. My son said that he wanted to watch too. After he had seen a few lectures, I suddenly recalled his sores. When he pulled up his top, the two patches of red skin had disappeared. I could see that they had peeled off and been replaced with a layer of new skin. I said to him, My son, Master has taken care of you. You have to study hard. He nodded his head. After my sister began to cultivate in 1997, she was purified both physically and mentally. My brother also went to practice at the group exercise site, but only for a few days. Even so, he truly believed in Dafa. Whenever he felt unwell, 
he'd do the sitting meditation. When my sister and I were arrested, it was always he who demanded our release at the police department. One time, my brother got drunk, fell into a ditch, and broke his leg. At the hospital, he was told he'd have to pay 1,000 yuan to be treated. He didn't have that much money with him, so he decided to go home and endure the pain. I had him listen to Master's recorded lectures at home. Late at night, he felt as if someone was pulling his leg until he could hear his bones cracking. The next day, he felt much better. He didn't hurt much when he got up, and he could walk. Part 4. Miracles At the practice site in around 1998, as we were all doing the sitting meditation, suddenly I heard a thumping sound. I opened my eyes, and I saw a senior male practitioner floating up in the air while sitting in the full lotus position. For several minutes, he went up and down while spinning. Nearly every practitioner at the site saw this. One morning, after I finished doing the exercises, I quietly leaned against the bed. Suddenly, my eyes lit up, and a stone hill under a light blue and clear sky appeared in front of me. The hill was made of flat blue stones, and the stones looked very clean, as if they'd been rinsed. I was pleasantly surprised and thought, Hey, my celestial eye is open. As soon as I thought about it, the vision disappeared. I understood at that time that was Master telling me that even though I didn't feel anything, my celestial eye could still open. One morning, I slept in and missed the group exercises, so my husband and I decided to do them at home. It was before dawn when I finished the second exercise. I looked down and saw that every bone from the back of my hand to my arm was bright, shining like a fluorescent light bulb. I thought my eyes were just dazzled, but when I opened my eyes, it was really bright. I understood that Master let me see that my bones were as pure as white jade. I was once again grateful to Master for his compassion. When I was tortured, the labor camp guards whacked me on my back so hard it sounded like they were beating a drum, but I felt no pain. The guards also shocked me with electric batons that flashed and buzzed, but I felt no pain. I later realized that Master helped me bear the pain. When I first arrived at the labor camp, I saw a few small Falun in different colors flashing all the way in front of me. I broke out in tears and felt that Master was right beside me. For the past few years, I have extended the time for sending forth righteous thoughts to clean up my dimensional field. As a result, I no longer feel drowsy during fa study or while doing the sitting meditation. I also don't have trouble holding my palm upright when sending forth righteous thoughts. I can study the fa with a calm mind. Ever since I started reciting Tuan Falun, the main book of Falun Dafa, last year my Xinjing has improved greatly. I can clearly feel that both my mind and body have elevated, and I can understand more fa principles. 
the attachments I couldn't discover before, I can now see. My righteous thoughts are also strengthened, so I can clarify the facts about Falun Dafa to people much more easily. Thank you, Compassionate Master. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled Always Remembering That I Am a Falun Dafa Practitioner by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on January 11, 2024. Before I began practicing Falun Dafa in 1995, I suffered from many health issues, including migraine headaches, gastrointestinal problems, and numbness and pain in my legs, which made it very hard for me to walk. These illnesses had tortured me for many years, but through studying the Fa and doing the Falun Dafa exercises, I recovered from all of them. I am truly grateful to Compassionate Master. I am now 67 years old, and during the past 28 years of ups and downs, I have been able to walk my cultivation path steadfastly under Master's care. I always remind myself that I am a practitioner, no matter where I am. I do my best to clarify the truth to people and fulfill my mission, because this is what Master asks us to do. Part 1. Cultivation Opportunities at Home I've enlightened that the family is a good cultivation environment, and we need to save our family members. I follow Dafa's principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance to be a good person. I took care of the elderly, and I tried to think of others first and not compete for material gain. This has helped lay a good foundation for saving all my family members. My wife's parents lived with us for decades until they passed away. My father-in-law lived well into his 90s, and my mother-in-law lived to be 80 years old. I took care of them as if they were my own parents. I cooked the food they liked and looked after them when they were ill. They always discussed their problems with me and asked for my opinion. I clarified the truth to them, and they understood and sincerely recited, Falun Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. They have a son of their own but still they trusted me to look after their pension payments and investment certificates. They told me, Falun Dafa practitioners are good people. You are all honest and trustworthy. My in-law's house had three bedrooms and one living room. They used one of the bedrooms, and I renovated the other two into rental units with separate entrances. I gave all the rent money to my in-laws. According to the law in China, my wife and her brother should each inherit half of their parents' assets upon their death. However, her brother wanted to take possession of the entire house. Moral standards in today's China are very low, and many families fight with each other over money like this. I knew that as a practitioner I should not fight for personal interests. I should follow Master's teachings to be selfless and think of others first. I discussed the situation with my wife, my son, and my daughter-in-law, and eventually we all agreed to let my wife's brother have the entire house. My family saw the beauty of Dafa through my upright behavior, and the entire family ended up withdrawing from the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, and its youth organizations. If I had not practiced Falun Dafa, my wife and I couldn't have done this and couldn't have the harmony that we now enjoy. Part 2. Family Members Benefit from Dafa 
All of my family members understand the truth about Falun Dafa and have withdrawn from the CCP organizations. They all believe Falun Dafa is good, and truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good, and they have all received blessings. For instance, I took my grandson to visit a friend one evening in 2013. While at his friend's house, his right ear suddenly developed an excruciating pain. He cried loudly and was writhing around on the floor in agony. My friend urged me to go to a hospital. I said we'd be fine, and I took my grandson home. Along the way, my grandson and I recited, Falun Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. There was a Chinese medicine clinic on the way, and the doctor there said, Get him to a hospital right away. If you wait too long, the pressure could perforate his eardrum. I understood that this was a cultivation test. I asked the child, Do you want to go to a hospital, or do you want to go home and ask Master for help? My grandson had practiced the Falun Dafa exercises with me since he was very young, and he had memorized many poems from Hong Yin. He said without hesitation, I want to go home and ask Master to help me. After we returned home, he asked Master to protect him. I began sending righteous thoughts. Within five minutes, he said his ear no longer hurt and he wanted to take a nap. After he woke up, he was fine. My grandson is a teenager now, and he rarely gets sick. He's nearly five foot ten inches tall, does well in school, and is in great health. Another example occurred in 2018. My son was riding his motorcycle when suddenly an elderly lady stepped out into the road and he had no time to stop. He shouted loudly, Master, please help me. The motorcycle stopped about four inches away from her. Without Master's timely help and protection, it might have been tragic. My son thanked Master. Earlier this year, my wife was riding in a colleague's car on a business trip. On their way back, they ran out of gas and were stranded in the middle of nowhere. My wife said, My husband once told me to ask Falandafa's master for help when I encountered an emergency, as master can do anything. So they both begged master for help and kept reciting the nine words, Falandafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. After a short while, the gas gauge showed that there was a bit of fuel left, and they were able to drive to a gas station. As soon as they arrived, the car ran out of gas again and died. They refueled the car and were able to drive safely home. Part 3. Keeping Important Issues in Mind at Work I worked as a safety manager on construction projects, and I dealt with construction workers every day. As a cultivator, I knew I must follow truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, no matter where I was. I knew that by doing my job well, I would lay a good foundation for clarifying the truth to the workers. After each construction team got to work every day, I always did a careful inspection. I made sure that the team fixed any safety hazards before they began work for the day. I never allowed any construction to be done until all safety issues were corrected. I also found opportunities to tell people about DAFA and give them truth clarification materials. I took advantage of breaks, education classes, safety trainings, rest times, and even our routine daily interactions. Most of the employees and workers who understood the truth chose to withdraw from the CCP organizations. Because they were protected by DAFA, safety at the job site was assured. I never had one safety incident on any of the construction projects I worked on. Thank you, Master, for protecting me and protecting all these sentient beings. Part 4. Clarifying the Truth in the Detention Center In October of 2021, I was reported for clarifying the truth. 
I was taken to a detention center and my home was ransacked. There were six other people in my cell and most of them were arrested for fighting. A few had been brought in for traffic violations as well. I knew that we had predestined relationships and that they were sentient beings I must save. I talked to each of them about traditional Chinese culture and told them the principle that one will receive blessings if one forbears and takes losses. I told them the miraculous stories of how I had benefited from Dafa, about the beauty of Dafa, and that one should withdraw from the CCP and its affiliated organizations to stay safe. They all agreed to withdraw. Part 5. The Detention Center Guards I did not follow the guards' orders because I hadn't broken any laws. I knew that they were also victims of the persecution and we need to save them. Since I didn't follow their orders, starting on the fifth day, the director and every guard on duty came to talk to me one after another. No matter what their attitude was, I faced them with a smile and used the opportunity to tell them about Dafa. I told them that the Tiananmen self-immolation incident was staged and that the so-called 1400 deaths was fabricated. I told them that 80 million Chinese people died as a result of the various political movements by the CCP since it usurped power. I asked them to recognize the true nature of the CCP and quickly withdraw from it. Even though most of the guards understood the truth, only two agreed to withdraw from the CCP organizations. The guards were angry and determined at first, but they gradually became friendly. The director told me, I know that Falun Dafa practitioners are all good people, but you need to cooperate with us. I said, We cultivate based on the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and we have not broken any laws. I should not cooperate with you when you are persecuting good people. After I was freed from the detention center, I immediately went back to assisting Master in Fa rectification and saving people. Part 6. Conclusion I always remind myself that I'm a practitioner. Whether I'm clarifying the truth face-to-face or doing other things to save people, I send righteous thoughts. This helps remove any obstacles and lays foundations for saving people. Practitioners have positive energy, and all things within our energy field will benefit from us. I still have many attachments that I need to eliminate, including an attachment to taking it easy, fear, the attachment to saving face, and a show-off mentality. As the Fa rectification is coming to an end, I will do my best to study the Fa well, truly cultivate myself, and assist Master in saving more people, and fulfill our mission as Falun Dafa practitioners. If anything is not in accordance with the Fa, please kindly point it out. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.